I just walk right up to him. I have my cowboy hat on, my boots. Oh I my sit gosh. right down. I'm like, hey, how's it going, man? And he's like, just staring at me like, who is, what is in front who of Who is this American <laughs> cowboy? Yeah. And he just had a ball just like kind of went off on me, just making jokes like here and there. And I just rolled with it and kept going. And it was just like a really lighthearted conversation. And then I just asked the question like, John, like what's going on? Like, why are you here right now? And yeah. it just got deep like that. People of Christ in the city, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Dr. Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> let's talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is, home is where the heart is. But my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. With you once again, I am Blake. And with me is... I am Shayla. I am Shayla and I am Blake. And we have our Irish team for you on this Summer of Service series where we are talking with two representatives of each of the team that we sent to do a three-week mission uh, using the Christ in the City model and truly trying to live our mission statement in these places. So we have Brogan. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> from Louisiana, which is absolutely not Ireland. Very kind of polar opposite. Polar opposites in many <laughs> ways. And we actually have Valia, who is from Ireland. Hey. <laughs> Valia was the very key part in this because she knew the country, mm-hmm. knew the travel. But this is the first international um, mission Christ in the City has done. So it is just a privilege to have these two on. And Valiant, you are originally from Ireland, dual citizenship in the United States and Ireland. So how how was it bringing this mission home? Um, it was beautiful. I, yeah, preparing for summer of service, knowing I was going to Ireland, was like, wow. For the past two years, I've been at Christ in the City in Denver and now I'm getting to bring this mission home. And just like, I remember one moment on the streets, like just sitting with a homeless friend in Waterford and just being like, wow, I'm home doing this mission yeah. that I just love. And also inviting Irish people into the mission. Yeah. It's beautiful. I can, I can tell you that I was jealous. I wanted to go oh. to Ireland. <laughs> I think a lot of people were really pumped about it when we were telling volunteers about it. They were pumped about it. Um, and I'm sure you guys were pumped to be the team that we were sending from Denver. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was something I never thought I'd be doing. Um, I got a free trip to Europe. But mm. like Val right. said that's to, one way of looking at yeah, it. But also, like Val said, to bring our mission to people that really want it and need it. And yeah. to just encounter the homeless there was just a true gift. And to enter into the cultures and traditions of Ireland was something that's life-changing for me. Bishop Fonzie, who's the Bishop of Waterford, is actually the one who invited us. Big shout out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually came visit Christ in the city in 2019 and was just like truly inspired by our mission. And he actually started the group in Waterford called Christ on the Street. Nice. And um, (laughs) it works. Oh yeah. And they were like trying to kind of mirror our model and bring that fire back up fire for the faith back into Mm -hmm. Ireland. And yeah, when they invited us, the idea was for us to show them a more in-depth level of like what we do, how we do it. Yeah. And they were like, we want to be trained. We want to go out with you guys. So we just like, invited them to come out and do ministry with us so we had 
four or five of them, if not more, join us for ministry and just see how we do ministry because, yeah, they're Mm. not used to just sitting and talking to our friends. It seems, yeah, before we came, it was very transactional of like, hey, do you want tea and biscuits and just like going to do that several times, even just on our scouting trip of like, no, we're just here to sit with them and talk with them Mm. and like spend time with those on the streets. So that was something that they just found very powerful. Yeah. Tell us kind of like what, what street ministry looked like, kind of paint, paint a picture for us in a sense of what did it look like every day? What was your day-to-day going out and meeting the homeless? So our day would start around nine and basically we'd walk about a mile and a half walk from our house down to the downtown area. Okay. And we really had two areas that we went to. We had a like little center that had coffee, biscuits, a lady that would make, uh, uh, what were they called? Hammies? <laughs> Ham and cheese sandwiches? Hammies? Hammies. Hammies. Uh, <laughs> but not, not yes. the muscle. Not the on muscle. The, on your leg. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? But it was a really cool environment where people could come, have a cup of coffee, tea, and just hang out. And it was like a sense of community. So we'd have one group that would go there, and then another group that would just walk the streets of downtown Waterford. And it, it was a smaller town. You could basically walk around the entire city in an hour or two wow. and see just oh, about wow. everyone. So because of that, there really aren't that many homeless that are like on the streets each day. Okay. So we'd often uh-huh. encounter the same people over and over again. Like if we both went on the streets, we kind of overlap and run over the same mm-hmm. people, which isn't a bad thing, but it allowed us to actually get to know everyone on a deeper level. Yeah. And just to explain to our listeners, for our Ireland summer of service, we just had four of our Denver missionaries, the year-long missionaries that were going to lead. And then the rest of the missionaries were actually from Ireland. And so the whole kind of thought behind that is to kind of keep it as local as you can so that they can kind of like extend that to the community after the Denver missionaries leave. Wait, and I think too, that was something like important to bring Irish missionaries into that of like Christ on the streets still going to be here. And they, they have been trained by us. And one of the missionaries was like, wow, if I'm ever down in Waterford again, I'll just text them and be like, Hey, can we do a street walk? Oh, that's awesome. So that was like, I guess a hope of mine of like, that's why I want Irish missionaries yeah. to be a part of this mission because, yeah, like our team, we're not going to be in Waterford sure. all the time or at all. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any stories that you would like to share? Homeless friends that you made? Oh, yeah. So I have one <laughs> that He's waiting. <laughs> is just, yeah, it just holds a special place in my heart now. But Val kind of talked about just the differences in culture. And I think it's important to bring up like the poverty of loneliness that's in Ireland. So like homelessness does look different but there are just a lot of lonely people on the streets hanging out. And that's the case for our friend, John. So we actually met him our first fr- uh, Friday there with like our whole team, all the Irish missionaries were there and we were doing an event with the brothers and sisters from the home of the mother. And it's called uh, night fever. Basically what they do is they open up a church and have exposition and the brothers and sisters, they go out and they invite anyone and everyone from the streets to come in and pray in front of the blessed sacrament, wow. light a candle for like prayer, prayer intentions. And we were part of the brothers and sisters as missionaries that kind of wow. going out. And I'm on one of the street corners across from one of the other summer service missionaries named Ashling. And she's like trying to get my attention. And I'm like kind of confused, like what's going on? So I run across and she comes up and she goes, hey, can we do like our mission right now? And I'm like, 
Oh yeah, we're doing that. Hundred percent. Can we do it? <laughs> and I, I couldn't see from where she was, but there was a, a guy who's John just sitting down and he has like a little coffee cup and he's trying to beg for some money. And I just walk right up to him. I have my cowboy hat on, my boots. Oh I my sit gosh. right down. I'm like, Hey, how's it going, man? And he's like, just staring at me. Like who is, what is in front of Who me? is this American <laughs> cowboy? Yep. And he just had a ball just like kind of went off on me, just making jokes like here and there. And I just rolled with it and kept going. And it was just like a really lighthearted conversation. And then I just asked the question like, John, like what's going on? Like, why are you here right now? And yeah. it just got deep like that. And he starts telling me all about his life. Like he just, the week before he got di- diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, wow. His wife is in Dublin with stage three lung cancer. Oh my um, gosh. And he's, he has a place to stay, but he's on the streets begging and he's trying to provide for his wife's two, two children that are still living in Waterford. And he's just struggling and all these difficulties and just like laying them out for me and Ashling and like I said, I wasn't ready for that, oh, yeah. but I was so like grateful and blessed to be in that space for him and be someone he could share that with. And by the end of the night, I think our entire team had met John. And mm-hmm. yeah, specifically Brad, just, I don't know what happened, but it was just like instantly connected with John. It just like yeah. wanted wow. to be there with him. And <clears throat> basically we told him like what we do. And he was like, I want to see you all just about every day. Oh, oh. And then, come to find out, John is a very elusive man. We cannot find him oh, no. at all during the week. And we would just randomly see him around town like, at the randomest times, like when we weren't doing ministry. And that's when we'd go hang out with him. Yeah. And fast forward to like the end of, the, end of our time there, like all the Irish missionaries had gone home, and we're kind of wrapping things up, telling people bye, thanking all the people that had helped us. And Brad looks at me, he's like, we got to find John. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're finding this man. So there's one night, I think we had dinner at the bishop's house, and me and Brad, <laughs> we finish eating. We don't even clean up. We're like, we're going to find John right now. And <laughs> Colleen and Maria were like, okay, we'll clean up everything. Y'all go. They just gave us, gave us the space to do it. And me and Brad <laughs> literally run down <laughs> to the, the city square. Wow. And we're looking for this man, and we find him. So it's me and Brad. Uh. And then we're talking with him for like 10, 15 minutes, and then another guy named Sean comes up and kind of pulls Brad away from the conversation so i just got to sit with john for like an hour with just me and him oh wow and basically every like other sentence he was saying was just i'm so thankful for y'all coming and just being light in my life in this time of darkness oh wow and yeah like i said a minute ago just the privileged space of being there with him in that and being brought into his life it was something i'll never forget and yeah i pray with him all the time and during that time like i said we met him during night fever he actually didn't come into the church and I didn't know this till that night, but Brad gave him two of the little candles that people oh. feel like for prayer intentions. And he's telling me, he goes, every night when I go home, I light the candles, pray a decade of the rosary for y'all, and then blow them out so that way they last longer. <laughs> and I'm like, just blown away by this. Wow. And then he keeps going and says, I haven't prayed the rosary in 30 or 40 years. I haven't oh gone to church gosh. in 20 years. Whoa. And I'm like speechless just thinking like, we impact this man's life without even realizing it. And yeah. he's going to remember us forever. We even brought him a picture. He said he's going to frame it. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just something, like, like I said, I'll never forget. And he just holds a special place in my heart. And I love that man more than people will ever know. Oh, yeah. Wow. And just three short weeks, too. Yeah. And I probably only saw him four times. Wow. So it's just the little times of just like being a witness to Christ in our friends or to our friends just brings a light to their own life, even in their own darkness. What one encounter can do. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and you had three. 
And who knows how many of those <laughs> is just praying the rosary and just seeing, oh man, broken what a remarkable story. Yeah, even just, I love how you said we weren't necessarily, when you did, the times you did see him, it was like random times throughout the day when you maybe weren't walking the streets doing the ministry, but you're like, but then we went and talked to him because that's like, that's the life. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the life that we, we live. And that I think is really encouraging to our listeners too. Like it doesn't, you don't have to be in a mode of like, I'm going out to do ministry to do ministry no. <laughs> and to like, and, and isn't that friendship? Yeah. Like yeah. you don't see a friend and, and be like, Oh, Hey, gosh, don't have you on my schedule. You know, I'm not going to talk to you now. No, we we're like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take 10 minutes out of my day to talk to you. Cause I love you. Right. And I will be with you. And that's what friends do. Valia, do you have any stories that you would like to share? I do. So I think just before I like share the story, something that I, was reflecting on and just kind of seeing in Waterford and I think in Ireland in general is yeah like deep loneliness and just especially with like older men in Ireland just seeing Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of loneliness there and so as like I was walking the streets multiple times along the Keys there wasn't like many homeless people sitting out but like every time we'd walk down it was like okay there's this like older guy with his dog just sitting on one of these benches that are called chat benches. They were put up for during COVID oh, so yeah. that people could like chat. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, wow, if I don't encounter a homeless person, that's okay. I want to encounter like loneliness and just like, yeah, whoever the Lord puts right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there was one time where we were just walking, I think myself, Brad and some Ashling or Ellen and there was just this guy like Brad had met and he was like yeah he his name's James and he comes out every morning at like 10 a.m with his dog and just goes for a walk and he kind of just one day shared his story with us he's not homeless but he yeah has struggled in the past with alcoholism and mm-hmm. had been caring for his brother who struggled with it yeah and eventually passed away and he has been sober for like 20 years now wow but he was just sharing like yeah i've like nobody to wow. to talk to there's like no one and he just comes down to the keys to talk to people mm-hmm. like anybody and everyone he goes to talk to and he just seeing us like sit there with him for like mm. an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it was, just willing to sit and be with him yeah, was something he just really appreciated. Like this was the first, the first time I met him, Brad had met him. This was his second time, yeah. but I met him and he's like, here's my phone number. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. He's like, ring me the next time you're down here. And wow. I was like, Okay. And, like, the next time we're, like, like, walking the keys and I ring James and he's, like, yeah, I'll be down there in, like, half an hour. Just, Aww. like, wanting community and wanting, just seeing that, like, there was people willing to just sit with him and just, like, yeah, share his life and his joys and struggles. And so I think reflecting on that, I was, like, yeah, I think going out on the streets every day, I was, like, I just want to encounter loneliness. There was like another guy like we didn't have any interaction with, but he was just like looking out onto the river and I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was just like, hey, and we just kept going. But just like acknowledging yeah. there's loneliness there. It's not, yeah, just our friends on the street. Mm-hmm. 
I'm curious for both of you because I think I would have this thought if I were a missionary going over to Ireland thinking, hey, I'm going there for three weeks, but then I'm going to leave. And so it kind of maybe the thought of like, what can I really do in three weeks? And like that could actually have a lasting impact. And from your perspective, after completing, you know, the three week mission over in Ireland, what would you, would you say it was valuable? Yeah. Do you think it was worth it even just for the short three weeks that you were there? Well, I think that's something I like kind of struggle with, especially early on. Like I had a lot of frustration with, yeah, our mission wasn't what I expected and yeah, having to figure it out like kind of on the fly and adjust to it. But like I, like I said in the story with John, it's like those little encounters that highlight the impact that we have on people. Yeah. And <clears throat> leaving, I can honestly say it doesn't matter if he's the only person that I touched or if we touched the entire city. It doesn't matter because that's where the Lord wanted us and mm-hmm. it was fruitful for him. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What is one soul worth? Exactly. J- John, right? Exactly. Yeah, His John. whole, the whole trip could have been worth it just for one yeah. soul. And I'd be perfectly okay with that because wow. that's what the Lord wanted us. So. Yeah. I think too, seeing like the story of John, James, and a few other people we encountered was like, we were only here for three weeks and yes, they knew we were leaving, but we had an impact on them. And just like our witness to the Catholic church in Ireland yeah like a lot of people just coming up hey wow it was beautiful to see young people yeah. in church and so yeah seeing that impact but I think too like between our scouting trip and just even throughout the three weeks I could just see the Lord wanted this mission in Ireland yeah. and even though it changed like we had to adopt but we just had so much support Christ on this Christ on the Street group, Sisters of Mary, Morningstar. Love them. They're uh, amazing. Bro, Brogan's getting tears in his eyes. Right now. <laughs> they're they amazing. changed my life. Oh. <laughs> but like just seeing their support, we would not have been able to do the mission, but just seeing that was like, wow, the Lord really wants us here. What I love about that is you guys are being so humble here. Of like it was not what we expected. I think a, another like little story to just like highlight that is in the middle of all my frustration, I was on a street walk and I saw I had two of the girl saucers with us. Yeah. I didn't see a single person like a homeless friend that day. And I was getting really, really mad. And one of the saucers just looks at us and she or looks at me, says, thank y'all so much for just like inviting us to y'all's community and showing us what it's like to like live a young adult wow. life. And that just like snapped me back into place. And I was, <laughs> yep. like, I was like, what am I doing here? I need to. I yeah. need to reevaluate. Yeah. It, yeah. it basically kind of redirected and changed my view on like what we're doing and allowed me to like enter into amazing changes of everything. So. Yeah. I think it was beautiful to see the impact like our mission had on the saucers because, yeah. Other and than by saucers, we mean summer of service missionaries. missionaries. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because there aren't that many like missionary programs in Ireland other mm-hmm. than one or two that live in community. And so it was just, yeah, they get to like live our life and just, em- yeah, embrace it yeah. <laughs> amongst all the struggles. But just seeing within the three weeks and even like we had one girl there for a week and she's like, I really don't know why I signed up or why I came, but this one week like has changed my life. Wow. And that was wow. just one week out of the three weeks that she could do. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay. We're here for just even our small community, even if it was just the eight of us. And we've seen 
no homeless people. Like we're here for the whole community. Yeah. Yeah. And even your effect on like when you brought the Waterford group to come out on street ministry with you and like showing them how to do the encounter part, like that is going to stick with them. And they're always going to remember that time with you. And they can probably carry on these relationships that you've built with, with your friends, you know, and it's, it's gonna like that ministry is going to continue to happen because of like the seeds that you've planted and the relationships that you've started. Exactly. Yeah, our, we, we speak so much about Christ in the City as a formation program, and it's like a synonym for that is teaching. Think of the people you taught, you showed, you lived, but formation because it was a witness to. Right? Thank you guys so much for braving the new land, yep. braving the soil of values ancestors. <laughs> and yep. Yeah, truly... Truly a gift. Well, thank you so much, Brogan and Valia, for being on the podcast today. Um, we appreciate you both so much, and we're so excited about your experience and your time over in Ireland. Of course. Thank you for having us, and yeah, thanks thank for you. sending us to Ireland. Oh, man, <laughs> such a gift. God bless you, both of you, for that work. And, man, loving the Irish now, Brogan. Valia, they've always been in your heart, but now exactly. they're in Brogan's heart, too. And oh. thank you to our listeners who tuned in this week and tune in all summer to hear about our summer service locations. Yeah, if you were inspired as I was, go. don't be afraid to talk to the lonely, right? There's someone lonely in your life, and I think Brogan and Valley's example can just inspire us all mm-hmm. to never take anyone for granted that we see. So, on a chat bench. Exactly, <laughs> on a chat bench. All well, right. God bless you all. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons, would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians and small groups across the country doing Christ in the City-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms. And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you. Yeah. And I think just our witness of being young adults living our life in Ireland, not necessarily our mission of encountering the yeah. place, but just going to Mass, being reverent in Mass, uh, staying after for holy hours. We had multiple people come up to us after and just like thank us for being reverent and oh, wow. being, being a um, model for what um, young adults should be living out their faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I've took away was huh. how we live out our mission in not just the people we're encountering, but the people that see us that we're not necessarily supposed to be encountering. So the witness of your life in Ireland was even more important 
for the, the transformation of culture than even your work on the streets. Definitely.